Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I am your host, Maurice Phipps, and this episode is being recorded on Wednesday, June 9th. We do have a decent amount of news to get into, so without further ado, let's get straight into it. Um, to start off, we starting off with playoff basketball as similar to last week. Um, Giannis and company are struggling against the Nets as the Nets take a 2-0 lead in the second second round matchup. Um, I don't really know what I expected from Giannis, but uh, definitely not this. He did not play very well in game two. Again, the Nets are without James Harden, but they clearly are still playing as uh, the best team in the league, as most of us, you know, see them as. Um, This team is just absolutely unfair. I don't see any team being able to knock them off their pedestal for a while. Um, This Nets team has way too many scorers. Their bench depth is, you know, a, a, a question that many people had with the trade, you know, them trading key pieces like um, a Karis LeVert and their center, their center, who Jared Allen. Uh, a lot of people were questioning their bench depth, but uh, doesn't seem to be a problem as their, their bench players have very much so stepped up and become very vital to this team's success uh, other than the three-headed monster, which is Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Um, players like Mike James have really stepped up big. Um, Nicholas Claxton, I, th- I believe he's starting. He's not coming off the bench, but uh, another piece who previously in the season was coming off the bench to DeAndre Jordan. I think he's starting now. Um, yeah, just makes for very, very uninteresting basketball to watch um, because we basically know who's going to win each game. Um, hopefully, hopefully, by the grace of God, they can get knocked out of either this round or the next because I really don't want to see them, this team, in the finals. Um, not to say I have any any problems with any of the, the players on the Nets team. It's just this Nets team is absolutely not fun to watch when you know they're going to win every game. Enough of them and moving on to the Bucks. Um, they have struggled this series. Well, I don't want to say this series. They did struggle game two. Uh, from the field, um, you know, key key pieces like Brent Forbes and Bobby Portis haven't been hitting as many shots as they were in round one, and that's to be expected because Brent Forbes absolutely was uh, amazing in round one, and that's not a performance that you can necessarily count on from role players such as that. You may um, count on them to hit two, three threes in a game, but to absolutely go nuclear and hit four, five, six threes in a game, you, you can't count on that. So, um, Obviously did expect some sort of cool off, but this entire team has cooled off, especially from three-point range. Um, Hopefully they can get back on track and maybe take one, two games in this series potentially, Um, even though it does not seem very likely that that will happen now. Moving on to the Clippers, Gad, Clippers, Jazz, excuse me, game one. Uh, Donovan Mitchell explodes for a 45-point game as Paul George shoots four of 17 from the field, and Rudy Gobert blocks a potential game winner. Um, I don't know how much longer I can defend Paul George, especially when he does stuff like this, shoots four of 17 from the field. Um, Utah Jazz fans let him have it when he was at the free throw line, chanting "overrated," um, and. Listen, as much as as much as I am a fan of great basketball and a fan of great basketball players, and, and Paul George is one of them, 
Um, I can't continue to defend Paul George when he, you know, goes and has a playoff performance like that, shooting less than 25% from the field. Um, Kawhi didn't have one of his greatest games. He scored uh, 23 points, I believe, shot 9 of 19. So pretty serviceable. But this Clippers team only lost by three points, and Paul George shoots 4 of 17. You know, if if Paul George can contribute something on the offensive end, then this 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 isn't even a game. The, the Clippers win this handily. Um, again, not I'm not very much one for the 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 slander um, of these athletes because again they are human. But slander and criticism are two different things. And Paul George definitely has had his fair share of criticism over these past few years because of his absolute disappearance in the playoffs Um, he played very well in round one I will give him that but you know when you have performances like this it's it's only you're only harming yourself at the end of the day and unfortunately Paul George has to uh, maintain some sort of consistency in the playoffs um, because he, he is the superstar he is the second superstar on this Clippers team and I would hate to see um, Paul George in another situation to the Thunder situation where um, his coast he is uh, once again ousted from uh, this team because of playoff performance. Um, what was I gonna say? Damn it! What was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. So we're just gonna move on to the next topic. Um, Joel Embiid goes for forty points to tie the series one-one against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't necessarily know how Embiid is playing with a partial tear to his meniscus. Again, a meniscus injury to me is on the same level of injury as ACL, MCL injury, Achilles, stuff like that. So although they although they say it's a minor tear, uh, I don't know how minor a minor tear can be, especially when talking about one of these very serious injuries. Again, Achilles, MCL, ACL, meniscus, stuff like that. Um, those are not injuries to joke around with. Those are season enders for uh, basically everybody. They used to be career enders. Uh, thankfully, technology and medicine has gone a long way to uh, prevent those from being career ending injuries. Um, speaking of meniscus uh, injuries, uh, Hawks player DeAndre Hunter will undergo meniscus surgery and will miss the, will miss the remainder of the season for the Hawks. Uh, prayers out to him. Hopefully he gets healthy soon. Uh, again, I'm not sure how Embiid is playing so well through this injury because he's, without a doubt, not 100%. You don't just slightly tear uh, your meniscus and then go on to play 100%. He did miss the one game, but uh, it's a uh, very, very inspirational for him to you know play through whatever pain he may be may or may not be dealing with. Um, hopefully whatever how minor the tear how minor this tear is hopefully it gets uh, resolved soon and we can see and be back at a hundred percent because it may seem like it with the numbers he's putting up but he is without a doubt not a hundred percent injuries like these aren't just you know sit out one game and, and you'll be fine i expected him to miss some major time with uh that with the knowledge that he had a slight even slight meniscus injury so um, 
yeah, hopefully he can get fully healthy because I definitely want to see more of Embiid in the playoffs. And Embiid on the floor is a treat to watch no matter where or no matter when. So hopefully we can get to see more of him on the court. Um, speaking of court, Nuggets-Suns game two is tonight. Uh, I am predicting the Nuggets to – not the Nuggets. I am predicting the Suns to win this game as well. And officially, uh, as of today, I believe, Jokic, Nikola Jokic has officially won the MVP award. Um, 100% deserving. Um, I'm not really sure who else could have gotten it. Embiid <laughs> um, missed too many games. Stephen Curry didn't even make the playoffs with his team, unfortunately. Um, I've, saw, I've seen some people say Chris Paul. Uh, for an MVP, should should be an MVP candidate. Um, I do agree, but without a doubt, Jokic was the best player in this regular season, uh, especially with the Jamal Murray injury and his team actually uh, getting better record-wise. Um, just a sight, a sight to behold, and definitely, definitely a great, great uh, award for Jokic to have. Hopefully, soon he can get a championship under his belt to cement. Um, you know, his his playing time with the Nuggets because Jokic has been absolutely phenomenal uh, for his duration as a Denver Nugget. Um, very excited to see where this young Nuggets team can go, especially with the progression of Michael Porter Jr. and the addition to Jamal Murray that will, the addition of Jamal Murray that will happen next season. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, Derrick Rose received a first place vote uh, his vote uh, for first place actually comes from the fans. Uh, I'm not sure how the fans ever had a. I'm I'm never. I'm not sure that the fans have ever had a say in MVP as far as a vote wise. Um, if they have, and if uh, apparently they do, this must be something uh, that is new that the NBA has introduced. I was never made aware of such a a vote. <laughs> Uh, but it is good to see Derrick Rose getting some sort of recognition for, uh, you know, his contributions to this Knicks team that he has, you know, contributed this season. Uh, away from that, LeBron is to change his jersey number from 23 to 6 starting next season. Um, Space Jam, to the Space Jam 2 trailer, I believe, shows him in uh, wearing number six. If you guys remember last season, he announced that he would change his number from 23 to six to accompany Anthony Davis. And Nike essentially said, no, we have too many LeBron James jerseys for you to do that. So he postponed it until this season. Uh, it is not known if Anthony Davis will change his number from three to 23. Um, but if so, you have to wonder if Nike planned for that. Surely they did if uh, LeBron still had uh, an idea to of changing his number from 23 to 6. Um, good to see LeBron James back in number 6. I think it fits him well, um, both 23 and 6. Iconic numbers for LeBron, obviously. Um, hopefully good things will come next season out of uh, 6 LeBron. <laughs> and in our final piece of NBA news, Nate Bjorkren is out as Pacers head coach after just one season. Um, very interesting to note that he's only head coach this team for one season and now uh, was relieved of duties uh, 
I believe this was made official today. Um, with the moves that the Pacers have made, I don't necessarily know why uh, they fired Coach Nate Bjorkren. Um, again, this team did. This team may have underperformed in the regular season, but I don't think it was to any fault of his own. Again, I'm not a I'm not a Pacers fan. I don't watch Pacers games, but um, Demonte Sabonis absolutely took a giant leap in his game this season. They got a young piece in Karis LeVert, who's phenomenal uh, with the ball in his hand. Um, I don't I don't know if changing the head coaches is going to necessarily do anything in terms of this team's uh, playoff berths because I think they're in that no man's land to where they're good enough to make the playoffs but not good enough to make a real splash in the playoffs so it'll be interesting to see who the Pacers name as their head coach uh, hopefully we should get that information soon soon enough I mean finding a head coach is not an easy task at all so hopefully we'll be uh, updated on that soon as far as head coaching job goes not only for the Pacers but for the Blazers as well um, if you guys remember Terry Stotts um, and the Blazers have mutually parted ways so they're also looking for a head coach now UFC 263 is this Saturday Israel Adesanya will defend his middleweight title against Marvin Vittori and for, co for the co-main of uh, that night, Devinson Figueroa will defend his flyweight title against Brandon Moreno. Um, this will be the first bit of UFC content that I've watched in a while. Uh, I don't think I've watched any pay-per-views since the... Hard to say. I think it'll be the first UFC pay-per-view that I've watched since uh, the triple title fight with Zhang Weili and... Uh, who else was on that card? I think was was um Rose Nam Rose Namajunas fought Zhang Weili, um, Kamara Usman fought Jorge Masvidal, and I'm not sure who else was on that card. I, I do rem oh it was um it was Joanna Yeljechik and uh, Jessica Andrade. That's who. No no no. It was Valentina Shevchenko, not Joanna. It was um. Valentina Shevchenko facing off against Jessica Andrade. That was the last UFC pay-per-view that I watched. Um, so it'll be good to get some more UFC content um, shown. Um, if you guys do remember, Adesanya was handed his first loss to Jan Blahovich when he moved up to uh, light heavyweight to defend, uh, contend for that title. Um, Adesanya still retains his middleweight fight and I don't middleweight title and I don't expect him to lose anytime soon in this middleweight division. He's essentially cleared it out. This is his second bout against Marvin Vittori and I think it'll end similarly to his first bout. Um, Adesanya will be on top um, when the final bell sounds, whether that be for a finish or if it goes a distance I do think Adesanya will retain his championship now moving on to a little bit of boxing news um, I'm not a huge boxing fan but um, <laughs> over this uh, over the weekend Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul faced off in their exhibition uh, as expected Floyd dominated the fight Logan Paul landed a total of 28 punches totaling to 13% of all of his punches thrown. If you couldn't tell, that's not good at all. 
no official winner was declared because of this being an exhibition match. I don't know what people expected. Yes, Logan Paul has the size and the reach advantage, but Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Not only that, but one of the greatest defensive boxers of all time. Um, head movement is absolutely insane. The way he sets up for his counter punches is crazy. Um, Floyd Mayweather stopped having knockout power some time ago, so I didn't expect a, a knockout, um, a knockdown, rather. Um, but there was one sequence in the fight where Floyd caught Logan with, um, he caught him with something, and it, it almost seemed as if Logan uh, was uh, unconscious for at least a second, and it looked as though Floyd was uh, holding him up to stop him from re uh, falling on the canvas. So, um, yeah. Not really entertaining fight, um, but not very much out of the ordinary. Not what I no very out of the ordinary actually, uh, but not very much so different from what I expected out of this fight. Again, Logan Paul is not a fighter, and Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time. So I didn't see this going any other way. Um, this is unfortunately not the. All we're going to be seeing from the Paul brothers. Again, Jake Paul has uh, signed to fight. Um, who is he fighting? Tyron Woodley. Um, if you guys do not know, Tyron Woodley is a former UFC champion. Um, and Tyron Woodley is going to more than likely knock his ass out um, because Tyron Woodley has phenomenal hands for a UFC fighter, uh, not boxing level, but still. And Jake Paul is a, an asshole, and I want to see him get his I want to see him get his ass knocked out essentially um Jake Paul has not been in the ring with any fighters that had hands um Ben Askren was an MMA fighter yes but his hands were absolutely atrocious in the MMA he was known for mainly his wrestling um so yeah it'll be fun seeing Jake Paul get his ass handed to him uh, by Tyron Woodley moving on to that and to our final bits of news for this week a bit of a slow news week, I know. Um, I, I'm trying to extend these episodes as long as possible, trying to get away from the 20, 30-minute episodes and, and stretch these to the 45-minute and 50-minute range. But if it's not possible, it's not possible. Uh, back to the news, though. Julio Jones was officially traded to the Tennessee Titans not too long ago. I believe this was either yesterday or two days ago, maybe Monday. Um, he is to wear number two. Um, A.J. Brown will retain his number 11. And this this leads us to the question, Does it, do the Tennessee Titans have the best offense in the league? Ryan Tannehill has absolutely been fantastic for this team, and uh, all credit it has to be given to him when it's due because he's absolutely shown up when this team has needed him. Um, especially coming in for the struggling who Marcus Mariota uh, and securing the, a playoff spot two seasons ago. Um, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. There's not much to be said about him because he's just absolutely dominant. And A.J. Brown is a very, very talented young receiver who I expect to have a breakout season alongside Julio this next season. Um, breakout season. Not necessarily a breakout season, but – He's going to have an absolutely phenomenal season, a, a top five season, in, in my opinion, this uh, this upcoming season. Um, but I do think it's time for this this team to 
be taken seriously in in terms of Super Bowl talks. Um, the addition of Julio Jones is not a light addition at all. Um, I do think that this team has a Super Bowl worthy offense. Their defense does leave a little to be a little to be desired, especially when you consider that um, they were giving up points to the the Texans last season. They were giving up forty plus points to the Texans, and that's not really a good team anymore. Um, but regardless of their defensive situation, I do think that their defense can improve um, as the season goes on. And I think that this offense is going to absolutely steamroll some some of the teams. Um, originally, I had the Colts taking the AFC South title. Um, that has definitely changed with the addition to Julio Jones to this uh, Titans offense. I do think that the Titans are going to secure that uh, AFC South spot. Um, in the playoffs, the Colts may be able to sneak in through a wild card spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, but yeah, this Titans team is absolutely going to be lethal on the offensive end. Now, um, with our final bit of news and an interesting bit of news, Deshaun Watson has reportedly been interested in the Denver Broncos. Um, if you guys do not know, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause in his uh, contract, so that's basically going to decide where he's going. Um, He's not going to go to a non-contending team. And this Denver Broncos team is very, very loaded uh, at every position, it seems, except quarterback. Drew Locke has not been very good um, with his tenure as a member of the Denver, Denver Broncos. Um, sooner or later, this Denver team is going to have to make a move somewhere. They have an extreme, extremely talented roster, uh, probably a top 10 defense in this league. They need to capitalize on it. Um, with the additions of both Bradley Chubb and Von Miller back uh, as pass rushers. Justin Simmons was just locked up. Uh, his contract was extended, I believe, sometime during this offseason. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton is going to be back from injury. The progression of Jerry Judy and him as a, a, a receiver in this league. Um, Honestly, I feel as though if they can trade for Deshaun Watson or an Aaron Rodgers, that they would be uh, Super Bowl contenders immediately. You know, um, I definitely think that this team has a lot of potential. Hopefully, it doesn't, uh, it isn't wasted on uh, with a quarterback that isn't performing like Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke, cool guy. Unfortunately, his talent has still has yet to be seen in the NFL. So hopefully this Denver Broncos team can make some moves somewhere. It's still not clear if the uh, Green Bay Packers are going to move forward with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's also not clear if the, this, this Deshaun Watson saga is over or it's going to end anytime soon with him and the Texans as well as him with the allegations. So if they're going to have to make a move, they're going to need to make a move soon because who knows Tomorrow, Deshaun could, you know, decide to sit out no matter what. He, I believe he is still sitting out this season uh, unless he's traded. Um, Deshaun could maybe decide to sit out no matter what, no matter if he is traded. Aaron Rodgers could make amends with the Packers and they could continue on uh, with their relationship. Who knows? Um, but this Denver Broncos, team, De Denver Broncos team desperately needs to make a decision, and they need to make one soon. Without further ado, again, a bit of a short episode, I know, but this has been this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. Um, again, I'm going to start a TikTok soon. 
when I do, you guys will be the first to know. Actually, no, you won't. My Instagram will be the first to know. But um, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to start posting sports content up there and help try and you know build this platform because I do want to start uh I do want to take I do want to make this my job and I do want to start taking this more seriously so what better way to you know grow my audience and grow my platform than uh the king of all platforms which is TikTok right now um so again be on the lookout for that I will let you guys know as soon as I make uh the the account and start posting content um but as far as news goes, that's it. Um, again, stay tuned. There'll be another episode next week. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to talk about. Um, but this has been Maurice Phipps with the Four Verticals Podcast signing out. Thank you for tuning in.